Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, beautiful listeners. This is podcast number 22. Woohoo! Ah, kind of crazy. So the title of our podcast today is, is it God's voice you're really hearing? Wow. Well, that's kind of a question because there, if we look at today's society, there's so many distractions in the world mm-hmm. and a lot of people, companies, things, media clamoring for your attention. And you honestly, they're going to tell you that what they're saying is the truth. What they're right. saying is the end all be all of what you should do and how you should act. And it can, it's so many things. It can be ranged from small things like skincare or it can be like exactly what to believe in and who yes. to believe in and who to trust and who to give your money to. And so it's all these different things. All these different places, all these different organizations, and they can be important ones such as government. It yeah. can be doctors. It can be teachers. And it can run the whole gamut, even churches, different religions. Sometimes they have a twist and their truth is the truth. Yes. And so, and I know for myself, I have lots of voices in my head. Yeah, me too. I mean, as a teenager, you're, there's not really a, you're not going to get a break, a breakthrough. Oh my goodness, this is so clear. No. Um, and it's like, you know, do this, do that, do this. It's like, I have this brainstorm today. I have this brainstorm tomorrow. I have a couple brainstorms today, you know, it's like, I start doing this, I start doing that. And then I'm like, God, what do you really want me to do? I'm Mm -hmm. so confused. It feels like this is right, but now it doesn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the exact same way. And even in the Bible, it says that, you know, a man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. We have plans in our head. Mm-hmm. right absolutely but in order for us to be directed by god and follow in his plan we need to be able to hear him and that means we need to be able to differentiate between the worldly voices and heavenly voices ah oh, i like the way you worded that worldly voices there are so many worldly voices and worldly voices can feel legit they feel they kind of feel good not gonna lie Uh uh-huh they can feel good and they can almost sometimes feel more right Mm -hmm. than the biblical truths yeah especially when society or even friends like family can tell you that what you're doing is right even though you may be called to something else something greater right but you have loved ones and close ones telling you i don't know if that's the best thing for you so Mm -hmm. Worldly can be friends and family. It can be. It absolutely can be. So what's really important is when you're building your faith, you really need to hear God's voice. Yes. If you're not 
hearing God's voice, it can be really hard to maintain that faith. Exactly. Because you kind of, you, you almost start doubting God. Like if I didn't hear God's voice, I would start to doubt him. I would feel distant. I would feel unheard and unseen. Yes. And his voice and where the tricky part comes in is like his voice is kind of that voice in our head. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I mean, God speaks in so many different ways and he can speak in other people and actions and symbols and everything. I mean, he can speak yeah, in a tree, not, a bird, an ad, a show. He's and, not confined to a certain way of communicating with us. No, he's not. But for me, a lot of the time, it's like I know and it's like a voice in my head. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Or thoughts in my head. Some people may call it like a conscience. But even your conscience can get confusing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what we have put together is we have three really simple questions you can ask yourself. What we have found to be very helpful when trying to determine what we want or what not (laughs) what we want. (laughs) Actually, that's a little slip up there. What God wants. Yes. Uh, These questions are helpful in determining what God wants for us. So it helps us to determine, is this voice really from God? Is this what he wants us to do? Or is this maybe coming from somewhere else and maybe a distraction from what God wants us to do? Mm -hmm. And so we have three questions. They're pretty simple questions. And I I would grab a pen and a paper and go ahead and even write these down because it's really helpful to have it like right by you, even as you're doing your prayer and your devotions and as you're talking to God. And when you're making important decisions, This is great. It's been great for me. And I think you kind of use these questions as well. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely been in the more forefront of my brain as I get older and decisions seem to start becoming more important. So, yeah. Right, and you have so many more options, right? The world is opening up to you as a new graduate. We have a new graduate. (laughs) Yes. 18 and 2022 and a new graduate. Yes. So the world is yours, and so you have lots and lots of options. Yes. And as a mom who's got two grown adults, I guess I've got more options too. Yeah, she can. She, she's got free time. <laughs> I've got some free time. Yeah. So let's of. just let's just get into these questions. Let's go. We're not going to make you wait. We're going to give you these questions right now. Grab your pen and paper, and you can write these down. Yes. And question number one, and this is a simple question. It really is, and I ask this question all the time, and it can get kind of tricky. But question number one is, is it from love or is it out of fear yes so i mean this can be applied to anything like it can be a decision about a person decision about what to say a decision about what to do is that the motive behind what you're going to say what you're going to do what you're going to whatever is the motive behind coming from fear or from love Yes, and you can really apply this to almost, you know, everything that you do and every decision that you make. And it can sometimes be a little bit tricky because, uh, you know, you can kind of twist things around any way that you want to justify yeah. yourself. Like if you said, hey, you look like a dork. What are you wearing that for? It's really embarrassing. It's like, take it off. You know, don't yeah. wear that in public. People are going to laugh at you. I'm telling you this for your own good so you're not embarrassed. Yeah, and they might even sound like nicer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard people say that and they think, well, hey, I'm being nice. You know, if you call them on it, it's like, I'm being nice. I'm saving them from embarrassment. Yeah. Um, but right, it can be very 
more much more nice but when you really look at that question it's like i could say hey i that's out of love man i don't want to be embarrassed yeah well it's kind of it's not coming out of love though it's coming out of fear that you might look bad with them wearing the weird shirt right when you dial it down so you do got to look a little bit deeper because if i really said that to to somebody it could be the main reason would be I don't want to be by you because you're kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and so is that coming out of love? Hey, I love this person no matter what. Maybe you don't have my style, but you got a style. And hey, look at that. It is unique. Yeah. So it's more it's more judgmental than coming out of love. Right. It's not really coming out of love. And not in that way you talk to somebody like that. And even, you know, sometimes your dad, you know, will put on a really old shirts and it'll be like, but it's not, um, I'll do it more in a love. It's like, hey, honey, we're, you know, we're going to kind of a fancy place that maybe doesn't look, you know, we're, we're dressed up a little more fancy. Do you want to change? So I give him an option. You know, there's no judgment there and we'll talk about it. It's a little bit different, but that's mm-hmm. coming out of love. It's like, hey, you might want to change if you really love it. You can wear it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I love you anyways, right? Yeah. Uh, it's so, not about what they wear. It's about... It was, it's like about the motive behind why, why you're saying that. Right. So it, it really is that I love you. You can wear what you want. And I think a great example for me, uh, which might be a little bit more clear example, like a big decision, was when I adopted you. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually... And we... That story, if you want to hear that story, that is in podcast number one, What is Faith? But it's kind of the defining journey that really solidified my faith and kind of brought both of us to where we're at, the story. But I actually prayed to God for God to guide me to the child he wanted me to have. I wanted to have literally the child that God wanted me to have. It was a tough journey. And so I prayed, and um, he led me to the Chinese waiting list for children and we had a child and I picked her and uh, we have to before you adopt you have to send off a note to some doctors that some adoption specialist doctors and they'll look at her file and let you know if they what they think and so actually the doctor told us that he thought the child was going to be very sick and he actually told us not to adopt her and I was like, boom, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, you know. And when we talk to people, literally, when I talk to my parents and we talk to friends and I talk to family, they're like, oh, no, don't adopt. You can't adopt. Yeah. But I'm like, but I've been praying. And God telling me to adopt her. And like, oh, no, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, mom had already been through so much. It was like they, they told her you don't need to go through another, like, heartbreaking journey. You've. You just don't need the stress and this wear and tear on your mental health and your physical body. It's just, it's going to be too much. Right. It is going to be too much. And so for myself, I had been through a lot as well. And it's just like, you know what? I don't need this. It's like, I don't want to infest all my emotion into this child. What if she's really sick and she's taken away? Yeah. God takes her away. And it's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I really didn't want to do this. But after praying a lot more and having Joel Osteen pop on my TV two times and tell me to go and adopt the orphans. I had a look at it really. It's like out of love or fear. Was I adopting her out of love? Yes. Was I not adopting her out of fear? Yes. Yes. So the only reason why I wouldn't adopt her 
is it was because I was afraid. I was afraid of what would happen. Yeah. I was afraid that I wouldn't have my daughter after I adopted her and fell in love with her. Yeah. That she would leave me. And so I had to look, and it's like God was telling me to adopt her, and ultimately it was my communication, my prayer, my faith. I had to be put above everyone else. Yeah. So, and it was love. Clearly it was love. Love was God. Fear was not. And so we proceeded with the adoption, and it's interesting because with this, at some point I had to decide even, it's like, why was I even asking people if I should adopt you? When I had this conversation with God, and God was saying, yes, she's yours, do it. But everybody was telling me no. But if you look at the story of Noah in the Bible, what if he asked somebody and a specialist and said, hey, God told me to build this boat. Should I do it? Guess what? Nobody. Nobody would tell him to because it... What, they were in the middle of a drought. It wasn't going to rain. Right. You, you'd sound crazy. They Your made mom fun sounded of crazy to adopt a child that was really, really sick. Yeah. It's like, why would you do that? That's nuts. And that's the same with Noah. So it becomes to a point when you have this faith and you, and you base your life and decisions on God, that's really where your focus needs to be. Yeah. You can't be letting even just like a hint of other people's opinions come into your life about small or big decisions right so that that's it so really is it out of love or it is is it out of fear what is the motive what is the motive driving your decision Mm -hmm. right and typically the one out of love is going to be god's Mm -hmm. path god's voice god's calling yes so that's number one number two so the second one is is the decision righteous or is it self-serving so to clarify righteous meaning like standing right with biblical and godly principles right so not like you know building yourself up that's self-righteous no Um, or self-serving yeah so we don't right so it's righteousness so doing what's morally right yeah and so we can kind of tie this back to the commenting on someone's wear or shirt or Mm -hmm. whatever in a judgmental way so self-serving would be like your motive to call them out on their weird or ugly shirt is to so that you're saving yourself the embarrassment by being seen with them that's right. self-serving that's Completely coming out of fear yeah however a righteous example like a, someone coming out of righteousness could be like let's say someone has something in their teeth you know you don't they, they could be walking into an interview or a meeting or something and are talking with people yeah yeah it's like you maybe want to point that out because People aren't grateful. They're yeah. always only yeah. grateful because exactly. they're embarrassed. But I, I know a lot of people are like, they don't do it. They're afraid to like do it. But it's self-serving because they're embarrassed to, to point out their teeth as opposed to, like you said, what is righteous or the right thing. Save them the embarrassment. Don't worry about your embarrassment and pointing it out. If we go back to the story, too, of me adopting, you can look at this clearly and say, well, what is my decision? Um, is adopting a sick child... Is that righteous? Is that morally right or self-serving? Not adopting a child is kind of self-serving. In a way, because it's like, I mean, this isn't, like, not just because I was the one who was adopted. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting right here. It's um, been miraculous and beautiful and beyond anything I can expect. Because you're trying to put your feelings and your comfortability before what God says. 
Absolutely. So with the adoption, you can look at it. Honestly, self-serving would be Mm self-preservation. And I don't think anywhere in the Bible it talks about serving yourself, putting your own needs above others. No. That's just not there. And so for me, like my friends and my family are like, you don't need this. You don't have to go through this. You For self-preservation, it's self-serving. Don't adopt it. Yeah. It's like that would be horrible if something happened to her after you adopt her. Yeah. So why would you do it? Totally self-serving. But righteous, biblical, literally, I literally, when I talked about Joel Olstein, it's like I was watching TV, which I don't normally really do, and he popped on twice in one night. And he's, like, screaming at me with a pointing finger and telling me to go adopt the orphans. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, God, okay, I get it, I get it. You're, you're screaming at me through uh, <laughs> Joel Olstein. I'll quit asking people what I should do, and I will follow you. It really was incredible. But that is clear. And that decision, so it matches up with that, too, that, that story. It's like, do what is right, basically, not what is most comfortable for you or yeah. the easy way out. So that is number two. And then number three, the question comes, is it, is it empowering? Are you really going to help others and serve others? Or is it controlling? Yeah. So you can go back to the, well, we're going to use the same example as the yeah. t-shirt one. Like, if you're just trying to control someone, you're trying to control what they wear. So it serves you better. Right, it's like, I don't really like that. It's like, I don't really like my, my husband's taste. I don't like what he wears. I bought this shirt. I want to wear this. I like this. This yeah. is all very That's controlling. All like, yeah. So I could disguise it as other ways, but really, I know that I like this shirt. I like, I think I have good taste. I don't think he has good taste. Yeah. This is all very controlling. It is very controlling. But out of empowerment, again, let's say we're going back, maybe it's a fancy occasion or there's a reason why he might want to change, right? Why I'm saying, hey, this is, everybody's going to be kind of dressed up, kind of in t-shirts and shorts, you might want to change. He's like, oh, I mean, he's very welcoming and open to that. Mm -hmm. And um, is glad that we talked about his clothes. Yeah. Or mentioned his clothes. But we didn't cut it down. He has a choice and we didn't control him, but it was all for the best. And then go back to the adoption story, too. It's like, what is the decision to adopt? Is that empowering or controlling? What is the decision not to adopt? If I was looking at it, um, not adopting, that was taking control. I'm taking control of the situation. I know that if I don't adopt this particular child, um, I'm controlling it. And I'm thinking, hey, I'm not going to adopt a sick child. The whole decision would be based out of control. The reason why I wouldn't adopt would be out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I adopt, uh, that would be empowering. It's empowering a child that may not have another opportunity to get the health and services that she need and uh-huh. needs. And um, I can attest to that, that God is faithful and true. And we have gone through a lot of, um, a lot of struggles and challenges. And God has been amazing. And my daughter is here. To testify. Yes. <laughs> the most beautiful and amazing miracle of our many miracles throughout this all. But it is very empowering. Empowering for me, empowering for her, empowering for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, not controlling. 
So there you have it. You have the three questions to ask yourself. And these are really powerful when you're trying to determine what to do. And these really help to solidify your faith in following God. And when you follow these, it does not mean that your life is going to be easy. No. No. It God never called us to live an easy life. He told us there, there's going to be challenges. Yeah. But when we follow God's will, we're going to stumble a lot less. We will. And we're going to find that peace and that joy, which yeah. is really where we have. And faithfully, faithfully upon it, apologetic is that joy and that peace and this faith where we can face these challenges and overcome them and rise above the circumstances and really praise God and experience that joy and peace in our heart. Yes. And so we have some Bible verses here that kind of support the three questions that we've asked in your journey in faith. Yeah. And the first one, I'd like to read the first one because I love this one, if that's okay. Yeah. And it says, the wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born so it is with everyone born of the spirit and this is john 3 8 and why i like this one so much is that really and kind of what we talked about that control piece and that uh self-serving piece and that fear piece uh that's all trying to control everything but it says the wind blows it's like the holy spirit we don't know where it's going to take us so we don't have control um and so i really like this verse and that we can hear God talk and even though we don't know where he's going to take us I had no idea where he's going to take me like in the adoption yeah um that it is good and everybody is born with the Holy Spirit if you believe in Jesus Christ and so we have that ability to connect to the Holy Spirit even though we don't know we can't feel it or see it we don't know where it's going but yeah, I mean, like, in never in a million years did you really think that God was going to lead you to a child in China. I really didn't. <laughs> and That wasn't my plan. And in my brain, I probably wasn't, like, well, my <laughs> two-year-old brain that I can't, tr- like, try to remember even. But I didn't think I was probably going to end up here either. That wasn't in my plans. You didn't probably... think you'd get a curly-haired, weird-looking white mama. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, what's this all about? Um, but amazing and beautiful things take place when we follow God's path. Exactly. And so we have another great one from Proverbs. Yeah. So this is Proverbs four eleven through 12. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. And so this is kind of yes. like what we're talking about, like kind of ignoring everyone else's opinion mm-hmm. and how life is not going to be easy with God. But if you are guided in his wisdom, he's going to lead you along straight paths. You will not, your steps won't be hampered and you won't fall. I mean, think about it. If you were to take the easy path, you're going to stumble a lot more and you're going to be a lot more confused. However, in the way of God, he says there's going to be trouble but you are going to stumble a lot less and you're going to find that everlasting joy and peace. Yes, absolutely. So he's going to lead you along. But if God, God is not of chaos. So he, no. is, he is of peace. And so God was with us every step. But it was not easy. It was challenging. And I was scared. And I didn't know what was coming. Just kind of like. Kind of felt like everything was falling apart. Right. That, But there, there was a. I held felt faithful and I prayed and I followed, followed where he led. And it was one step at a time. 
on a straight path to get to where we are today. And so, yeah, and your steps will not be hampered. I mean, we have miracle after miracle. Our steps are not hampered. No. we can really run, keep running. Yeah. I mean, we've really ran into a lot of beautiful things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's not like, even though they were hard, God provided and... Right, and we didn't and he give was, up. He was, he was kept his promises. He kept his covenant with us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh yeah, well, I believe in you, and you let me down, and you know. Now I'm gonna go this other way. Yeah. Then that creates invites a lot of chaos. Yeah. And more hardship. It we was... don't serve a God that doesn't keep his promises. No. We serve a God who remains faithful to us, and that is the reason we are faithful to Him, because everything that He does, everything that He says He's gonna do. He does. Amen. Just a little preach moment. (laughs) A little preach moment. Love it. And then this next one is wonderful because we've talked about this a lot in um, our podcast. This one is one of our favorites. If you notice it, it's a theme. If you've been listening to us, you will have heard this before, but we want to burn it inside of our minds. Honestly, I really want to burn this inside of my mind. Yes. And it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Joy. Peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians five twenty-two through twenty-three. So, Amen. Oh, man, I love this one because you can apply it to all of our aspects, right? So, if yes. it, is it out of love or is it out of fear? So, the spirit of uh, the the fruit of the spirit is the love. Right, love, joy, and peace, they kind of all go hand in hand. Yep. If you do it out of love, you're going to naturally gonna, be in tune exactly. to this joy and this peace, even in the difficult and crazy situations, which is what we have found. Yes. People are like, what? what? I don't I, I don't, don't know what's happening. Why what? are you so calm? Yeah, why? What? You're happy about this? I'm like, yeah. yes, we've had like so many miracles. Yeah. God is with us. Amen. So they go together. And then that patience and that kindness, you know, like even we're talking about the clothes, right? Yeah. And making those decisions. It's like, it's not self-serving. It's not mean. No. And for patience, like with that control aspect, almost, control is almost like rushing God. Like, oh, I need control so I can do it in my timing. I need to do this in the way that I want it. But right. like, like we know better than yeah. God, the highest power in the universe, who knows all things and is all things. But it's really like we aren't, and so to be able to have that patience is so important because it allows us to trust that God's timing is perfect, which it is. Yes. He, he's never early. He's never late. He's just on time. He's always on time. So we need that patience. Yes. And that patience ties with that faithfulness then. Yes. You have to be faithful and patient because it was a long journey. The adoption did not end after I adopted my daughter and it was not a fairy tale. Uh, no. <laughs> no. There was lots of challenges um, that we had to struggle through. So, uh, but God has been good. That goodness. He has been absolutely good in our lives. Um, yes. And gentleness. The gentleness is gentleness is god gentleness is beauty yeah peace he doesn't he's never gonna put you into a situation where you can't that you can't handle and he's very gentle he gives you all the resources that you need he he just yeah he's a good god (laughs) he's amazing and then last but not least self-control 
Our yes. world, I think, is hell-bent. Yes, I said hell, but I think it's really hell-bent on controlling everyone and everything. Yes. This is Who so Who here true. doesn't want to control things? I want to control, things. control things, too. I want to control I want my life to be, like, perfect. <laughs> oh, and what this is saying, we, yes, control self. Control. It's like, I don't want to control myself. <laughs> yeah, no. Our, a lot of people want to control like the other. Like, I want to control everyone and everything and around me, so that my life is easy. Exactly. Well, it doesn't always make it easy, but. But when we trust in a God, when we trust in a God to let go and give Him the control, He's gonna work all things for everyone's good, right? Yes. Like our the the way that we want to control things is not benefiting everyone else. It's benefiting us. Mm-hmm. And we might think it's coming out of self or other people's interest, but yeah. it's not. We might think it's coming out of love and, you know, righteousness and empowerment. But when we're trying to control others, it's really all about us. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so that brings us to, again, I'm just, let's just recap the three questions real yeah. quickly before we run out. So we're trying, when you're trying to hear if it's your voice in your head or someone else's, or societies, or the devils, or something not of God, um, here's three questions to ask yourself. Number one, is it out of love or fear? Two, is it righteous or self-serving? And number three, is it empowering for others, or is it controlling others? Hmm. These hmm. are some questions that you need to ponder in just every everyday life. Yes, you know what? Because you make decisions a million times a day. You do, and I think even for myself, I might just get a little recipe card and just write those three I questions. I think I might too. And put it into my devotion book. For sure. And my Bible, because it really does. Those are the questions that we do. Like, I use it for the big questions, but I can see how much more helpful if I use it every day. You're going to do it in the morning. So, yeah. God, um, is eating eggs coming out of love or is it coming out of fear? <laughs> well. <laughs> well. To next time that will be that's that's the next next podcast (laughs) stick with us what for breakfast is that from god or is it from people (gasps) all right french toast versus eggs eggs or how about a paleo muffin i'm gonna have one of those tomorrow okay (laughs) with that um are you did you want to close this of course and prayer yeah beautiful prayers let's have it Dear God, thank you so much for bringing all of us here together. Thank you for just allowing my mom and I this time to Amen. talk and it's talk talk so about good. you. Yes. Because, like we said, you are good God. You are God that keeps your promises. And so why would we not want to hear what you have to say? Mm-hmm. Why would we not want to follow exactly the steps that you have planned for yes. us? God, I pray that you just give us an open mind, open heart to be able to follow you wherever you lead us. God, give us the conviction and the power that you are just planting in us. Mm-hmm. God, give us the strength, the the trust to trust in you. God, it's so easy to want to follow our own plans, but mm-hmm. help us to know and remind us that your plans are so much greater, that your thoughts are not our thoughts, that you're your ways are higher than ours Mm -hmm, and so god help us to differentiate between love versus fear righteousness versus self-serving control versus controlling others god these things are 
such so important to ask ourselves when we're making decisions and i pray that you just show us ways that are loving that are righteous that are helping us to empower other people and mm-hmm. ourselves god i thank you for this time and i thank you that you have brought us together god mm-hmm. just keep planting seeds of trust in you in our hearts and i pray that you are just able to guide us in all of your ways and that we hear you more and more every single day god we love you and we praise you forever and more amen amen and hallelujah that was an amazing prayer i love that so many good things for Ah. us and all our listeners we hope that that blesses you and gives you sets a new fire in your heart to start your day and move toward closer to god yes and jesus and holy name and in faith and love this is kelly and jana And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you are looking for more daily inspiration, go follow us on Instagram. We created an Instagram page and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic. So go there and give us a follow and a like and And comment. Yep. And you'll find inspiration, words of wisdom, and we're sharing God's love and word. In faith and love. Kelly. And Jaina. Bye.